Hi, this is Joe Kay from Play That Rock and Roll, and you're listening to Not Politically Correct Podcast. Boom! Dolly! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Not Politically Correct. What is going down? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. A.k.a. Hank Hook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E.P.E., a.k.a. The Wonton Don. And you can find me on Twitter at CNovaKPZ. How's it going over there in Coronaville or Quarantineville? My boy. It's your boy, Rick McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Dope Dub Danny, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because... You're a bitch, boy, boy, make me a ring toe. (laughs) Somehow, it's around. Give it, give it, give it! But you can... (laughs) Barbershop Quartet. Five hard beats. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me uh, at Rick McCoy Rebel. On Snapchat and then on Twitter all the time and Instagram like once every month and a half at Rue McCoy KPZ. Yo. Alright, I'm Coach. Did you recall and everything? Alright. Russ, the barman, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. Kid Universal, a.k.a. School Wars Q, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. <laughs> a.k.a. The Holy One. Uh, Who's the go. holy neighbor? Uh, <laughs> Hi there, neighbor. Oh, Libby, thy neighbor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on Snapchat at ECKZ underscore R-Y-D-E-T and on IG I at Candid Cupidity <laughs> C-I-N-D-I-D underscore C-P-I-D-I-T-Y I-D-I-T-Y <clears throat> I-D-I-T-Y that's radiant that's yes, us yes. Right. you're a little flat he <laughs> <laughs> was, was like in what is it A minor because he's an Asian <laughs> but not all the way Asian well, that sounds like R. Kelly. He was in A minor. Okay. Oh, and right. I would like to let you guys know that you can actually leave comments on SoundCloud when you listen to us because we really, really appreciate y'all talking to us and letting us know how good we are, how much we suck, how much you don't give a fuck, or how much you agree with our bullshit. But you can <laughs> you can listen to us on anything that you can listen to things on. So SoundCloud, uh the iTunes app or the podcast app at this point because iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Spotify, what? Spreaker, Google Play, all of those. Vibraphone. Yeah, Sonogram. Maybe, maybe that too. Yeah, all of those. Yeah. Sonar, if you can hear it. Um, just, just search. <laughs> search 5G. Search Not Politically Correct Podcast. Um, also, you can join the Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can like the page at NPC Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at NotPCPodcast, and just keep up with us, man. Let us know how y'all are getting through this quarantine time. Also, speaking of that, we really would like to shout out everybody. On a, on a realistic note, we'd like to shout out everybody um, surviving corona, like really getting through and, and doing what you need to do and being responsible about it. You know, um, I know it's a really difficult time for everybody, a lot of us 
even us, you know, in the pod, we like to talk our shit, but a lot of us are, you know, scared and of the unknown of what's going on. And, you know, so I think it's just to be real, just want to tell everybody to keep their heads up and, 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 you know, in this, in this odd and different time, you know, lean on those who are obviously close to you. And, um, I guess hashtag alone together as much as, as corny as that sounds to me. I kind of starting to like it, so I feel it. Like oh, I know it's gonna feel so weird going back. Yes, uh, yeah, it's definitely. I, at this point, I know my job. Like we're working from home until at least May, at the very least. So, yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's really weird. We're gonna go out and be like, "What is you?" I'm a cash register. Uh, what is you? <laughs> I'm I'm son. Um, <laughs> I'm son. You know what's crazy? I actually, I don't, anybody who knows me, obviously you guys all know me. I don't like clubs and bars and all that bullshit, but um, I actually kind of want to go to a club after this because I'm like, you know what? Just, 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 just on some like, you know what? It's nice to be able to, nice to have the option to do something like this. You know what I'm saying? Be in a group of people and that type of shit. But also it's really weird because. Do you know how crazy it's gonna be when we get out of this? How many people are gonna probably be at the <laughs> at a and club? That's, that's when you're gonna catch the residual virus, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Right, like God. we thought it was done, and then all of a sudden I'm dead next week and shit. So yeah. So I don't know, man. Shout out to anybody that's just shout out to us as humans going through this right now, dealing with it the best way we can. You know. So you know, man. I used to like going to the clubs and stuff like that, but. Now, I, I mean, even when we get off of quarantine, I don't want to go to the clubs. I'm no still chicken head, no chicken head for you. No, dude, I'm I'm still super happy just chilling at home. When the weather breaks, I can't wait to just sit on the porch mm-hmm. and smoke a cigar just right here at home. I'm it's still. A nice day. It's actually a nice day for you to do that today, low key. I know. I would step on. I can't wait. And you could do that because you don't have a five year old. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even if I did have a five-year-old, so, this little ass can be outside while I'm outside, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. Oh, man. One of my gri- the only gripe that I have with coronavirus right now is I still have three quarters of a tank for from two weeks ago. And dude. I really want to take advantage of how cheap gas is. Just to say that I bought gas when it was under two dollars during the Corona time, but I can't Yo. because my tank is still fucking full. Yo, I filled my tank. My, my tank was dead yesterday. I filled my shit up for fifteen dollars, like over, like <laughs> over the full. I've never, I haven't done that ever as an adult. <laughs> McCoy's like, filling I, up his back seat with gas. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting gas. Like, oh fuck this shit. Like, y'all gonna see me. Like, showering in it. It's liquid gold. Right, dude. Like, I, I went to a gas station. It was like $1.32. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that was, it was so odd for my tank to, to be over full. To be, like, yeah, over full. Up north that are, like, 97 cents, I heard. Man, that's crazy. So, yeah, that's, so it's a weird time, but it's, there are little, like, glimmers and, and like, peaks of, like, dope shit happening. Not that I want the world to stay with coronavirus and like that but you know there are little things that i'm like oh, okay this is kind of cool because you guys are gonna get off my ass about this and this is gonna get lowered for a little bit and this is gonna get pushed back all types of shit though hey, i miss like my family and friends 
and it's a hassle of getting food or going to the grocery store or stuff like that. But yeah, other than man. that, like, this is the life. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I do feel that way, I man. I, I, I don't like. I tell you all the time, I don't like coming outside as is. Going outside. I paid off two of my credit cards already. Hey, hey, damn, gang, 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 hell gang, yeah, gang. dude. That's what's up. That's what's up. That is what it do. Go hard, Ain't bro. That credit good. <laughs> so, speaking of things you also do, Cody, you want to tell us about sports? I don't do sports <laughs> because they're canceled. <laughs> Wait, um, Kaepernick got what? signed, didn't he? No, he didn't. You joker. <laughs> <laughs> you joker? <laughs> Why are you like a you're little rascal? <laughs> 70-year-old? <laughs> oh, <laughs> little rascal. Little scamp you. <laughs> Knucklehead. <laughs> oh, man. Get out of here now. Let me tussle your hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, but I think it... Yeah, we didn't record last week, so um, or in the week before, before we didn't post it. But uh, Tom Brady got signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so that happened. Yeah, yeah man. And he's trying That's to like, um, copyright uh, Tampa Bay, T-O-M-B-A. Oh my god, Bay. Tampa Bay! Oh my god! And um, oh what was the other one? Uh, something involving Brady. Tampa Brady. And oh yeah, because <laughs> it's Bay. You didn't uh-huh. even start one game there. He's trying to own that whole city. You're not the mayor, dude. Well, <laughs> according to the article like that I had read, street signs. He's he's trying to uh, copyright these names because I mean, there's already I think there's three or four other ones that people are trying to copyright before him, so they can start oh, putting yeah. it on T-shirts and stuff like that. Uh, Tampa Beatty. Yeah. Well, if he's maybe he's just trying to protect like people are thinking of it and they're going to make merchandise, so he wants the royalties from it. Right. So he's not left out because it's his name. Uh, but, I mean, uh, they can't really copyright something that's his name. I mean, they'd have to I, get his permission in the first place, or have to pay him a uh, well, uh, apartment. No, it's it's kind of like a resemblance. That, like, um, remember was it like around 2012, circa 2012 or something like that, and they had like claim. Matthews looking like the Hulk in t-shirts like that. He didn't get any royalties from that because they were all like off-brand. They weren't NFL. They weren't or like made by the NFL or licensed by or uh, um, or the Packers or anything like that. So, really? He couldn't sue? That's what I'm, I'm saying. Sure he could have, but... Stupid dude. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's like if I draw a picture of Mickey Mouse, but he's ugly, so they're not going to say like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know, dude. Mickey I think Mickey Disney would. I think Disney would hop on your ass, bro. Disney don't be playing. No, yeah. Right. Actually, they do, but part. just with Jews looking ass. And the Jonas Brothers. Oh, oh. right. <laughs> Anything so else with sports? sports? Um. Well, uh, this is what an entire month that the NBA has not been playing. Or just over, and uh, or they haven't been playing all of this past month, and so news came out that the NBA players uh, are still receiving this month's check, and for some reason, and I have no idea why, but people are so up in arms like that. I mean, they changed the world. I mean, they're so much better than teachers and favorite. This is all satire. <laughs> I'm going to to go off. <laughs> well, uh, I I find it funny that. Um, you know, they still, cause they just put something onto this, said they're still going to get paid right. and 
everybody's mad, but it has something to do with their union and how good their union and shit is too. Um, I, I feel oh, like this. McCoy, yeah, this is like, an like, awkward ass angle of up your nose, bro. You, you... Why are you even looking at the screen? I'm not. Look, I'm like my phone's just here. You can so, always turn the, the appreciate video it. off if you want. <laughs> what you okay. No, nah, TS wants to see me. Yeah, I feel it. I feel well, it. I mean, if you're going to go to this church, then step into the doors or <laughs> else I don't come in. First of all, God's supposed to be in us all the time everywhere, right? Or oh. something like that. Pause. No. Anyways. Um, no, nah, so, so. In our houses. <laughs> in our <my> hands. <laughs> Um, so, anyways, I was going to say God. Uh, anyways, the NBA, the NBA is, um, they have a pretty, like, a, the players' union is pretty strong, and it's done a lot of things for them in the past in terms of just getting, like, players, like, you know, rights and, and certain things like that in terms of, like, things that they should be able to do, you know, during games, all types I'd, of shit. Like I'd assume that Chris Paul's thanks to that. So I think he's one of the top or biggest uh, players that's a part of the – in charge of the uh, NBA union for the players. Really? Chris Paul? That's it. Yeah. I know. Um, so so th- that is where you get those um, – these moments, like, now where they were trying to get them yeah, to take he's a the pay president. cut. I just looked it up. This is where you get those moments like now where they were trying to get them to take a pay cut, but they still got paid, you know, the full amount and things of that nature. Now, do I agree with them getting paid the full amount? I'm a little bit torn. I'm a little bit torn about that. I don't think that they should necessarily get paid all that money um, when they could be using that money to kind of pour back into other people like, you know, like the arenas and shit like that. Um, but I also I think on a greater note, something that keeps coming up and I know T.S. and, and Russell, we can all we can all discuss this now. Something that keeps coming up when we're talking about. NBA players and what they're getting paid and all of that is the fact that sports and sports players and athletes as a whole make so much money and other people don't. And I've I've seen this argument a lot and I feel like it's it's kind of it, here's my gripe with the argument. People like teachers should be paid more money. People like teachers should definitely be paid, you know, I feel like they should, that should be damn near the high two, if not three figure salary. Like that should be like seventy five to eighty at le- at starting pay minimum. Like because you dealing with people's kids, anything can happen. Whereas like the parents can get mad at you. Like it's a lot of like, you know, that's to me being a teacher is just as volatile as damn near being a cop at time at times. Um, you know, teachers got to break up fights and shit. Like they really are nurturing. If you're a good teacher, nurturing like the next generation and their growth and all of that shit. Like think about how our teachers affect us. So I agree with that. My thing about NBA players and what they get or sports players in general and what they get paid is that the industry that they're a part of, because we all watch sports and there's a lot of money consumer wise being poured into it is that I don't think that it's necessarily bad that they get paid large amounts of money because they're in a booming consistently booming industry. Think about it like that. Their job is a part of an industry that's always going to make money, just like movie stars, which I think movie stars should maybe even make a little bit less because of the simple fact that they're not really putting their bodies in jeopardy. Like, the shit you do, especially if you're like a a sport like football, the the shit you do on that... Leonardo DiCaprio got his hand cut during Django Unchained and still kept acting through it, and they used that scene. But I feel it. Oh, shit. I mean, sometimes... I mean, yeah, for, for most of the case, you know, um... 
I agree with you, but there's some actors that actually do all of, all of their stunts. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, yeah, and like that dude that died in um, Fast and Furious. Who did that? <laughs> Who did what? Who did what? Wait, what you just say? Yeah, Paul Walker. Right? Walker, oh, yeah. my God, T.S., come on, man. What? It's... He did his own stunt. He failed. Yeah. Right, if he was doing his own stunts. Uh... He did drive fast and furiously. No. <laughs> too fast, too dog, do you, do you ever see the, the roast where uh, Jim Ross said that shit? I think that's his name, dog. Jim Ross, the um, Pete the comedian, one. Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross. So he was, he was. It was the first roast after Dog died, and and <laughs> he started yeah. cracking jokes about him. And then <laughs> when the crowd booed, he was like, "Oh, that joke too fast, too furious." <laughs> <laughs> He said, too, you know, he was like, was it too soon, too fast, too furious? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Ross ain't got no chill, yo. He said a joke about somebody who had just died. And he was like, what, are they here? Can you say anything? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Ross, come on. He's mad. He said, was that joke too soon, too fast, too furious? <laughs> uh, no. No, but, but um, to bring it back to your point, I agree. Um, actors... People in the entertainment business, they are part of a booming industry, therefore they get a cut from that booming industry. Similar to if you're a part of a company that's doing really, really good, you're going to get a cut from that. Or your salary in general might be higher than somebody else who's working that same position, but in a whole different company. But their company ain't doing the same. Okay, I feel it. So it's mostly our fault that these people are getting paid that damn much. Can't be mad at them for that. Hell yeah, it's our fault because we like, support their bullshit ass. Right, yeah, if you are okay. So, so I, as a as a sports ball fan, I uh, enjoy watching <laughs> a lot of sports, but I'm not directing where who gets which money because I don't think that the owners or the presidents or commissioners should get as much money as they do, and they're not even breaking their own kneecaps. <laughs> and that, <laughs> but it's but it's still the same concept as managers in uh, the entertainment industry. They get a higher cut than most players. That, yeah, that's people who true. own. I just, yeah, I mean, it, and I, I mean, don't I don't mean, agree with it. Um, I just think across the board there should be a limit as to how much money you can make because most of it is just excessive. Yeah, yeah. the industry is booming. Yeah, there's things that are um, that uh, there are jobs and careers that are prosperous. I just think there should be a, a a limit or a ceiling to certain things so that people don't go overboard. Right, lowering um, the salary yeah. caps that they actually have in most sports, but I, I just still think that it's still too high and as as we all think or realize that or do think but uh i just wish that really like i know it's on a bigger broader scale and it's all televised and they have sponsorships and that's also helps with them having all the money but i feel like in a better way to use their money for the world like you have all this surplus money that's really unnecessary why don't you keep some um but then like donate a ton of that you really don't need like you know they have like yeah. 12 mansions uh, for one player come on man yeah i contract so you got all these cars i agree i think that on a on a on a broader and and that is a problem to, to me with you know i guess our financial system as a whole so if we're if we're looking at that i do think that there should be things like cash for it because all money equals is a is resources the more money you have the more resources you can consume from the rest of the world so i do a hundred percent agree with that. Um, I think that to me, honestly, I think like every cap per human being max should be 30 million. $30 million is more than enough because your quality of life isn't going to change from between 10 and 50 million. 
Like you say it, that till you actually get thirty million. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I got that. I got that idea from. Well, not the idea of of, of um, our finances being different, but the idea of the quality of life from the shit that Dave Chappelle went through. And he said he had to really think about it. He's like, I have $10 million now. And they offered me $50 million to do some more shit that I don't want to do. He was like, but I'm not going to get $50 million and go to different restaurants. Like the fish, I, the fish I eat is not going to change or get any more high quality than it already is because I have $10 million. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like he he's in a bracket where it's like I I see the things that Get more fish. Right, right. He might, exactly. Does he? And he's still the same one person. So does he need right. more fish? You know what I mean? And that, that. So I agree with you guys 100 percent on that. Feel that that humans as a whole, the amount of money that we get and receive individually can be excessive, especially when there are other people who get little to nothing. You know. So I agree. I agree 100 percent on that. So word. Anything else on sports? <laughs> oh no! One last thing. One last thing. So Mark I Cuban. No. Okay, got yeah, it. I'm I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I said. <laughs> right. Bugs Bunny face as fuck. <laughs> All right. I said no. <laughs> okay. Uh, so music. Um. No. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, I didn't want to like. I didn't, wasn't trying to show you over. <laughs> um. Um, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and he might be, he might do other stuff too, I think. Um, sure, he might do other I, stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's a businessman. He owns a couple of different things. Um, I, I, right, right. Shark Tank. Yeah. He, I don't know, like, if the Dallas Maverick, him being the owner of that is like his number one source of income or like where he became famous from that, but he is the owner of Dallas Mavericks. He thinks that the NBA, should actually resume and that they should find one location and play all the games there. Yeah, Monster Island. Right. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, that sounds cool and shit, but that still is going to cause them to be around each other and they might want to go get food. Like, so are you just going to like hoard them in like the Superdome or some shit or whatever is equivalent to that in, in basketball, whatever is like the big quarantine dome, right? The quarantine dome, Yo, whatever the fuck they uh, hoard them there and they just they make live a, there for the next month and a half. <laughs> they make a special court. So that way every player stays at least six feet apart from each other at any point in time while they're still on the court playing against each other. Right. Like what? Like, <laughs> no defense. <laughs> Everybody's so going like, to be dude, zone coverage. <laughs> And that's the crazy thing. Like, so, okay, I think it's a bright and cheery concept, but at the same time, it just doesn't work. Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. And he was, like, he was like really adamant. He was, like, he said that Americans need, especially in the time like now, Americans and the rest of the world need sports. They need something to cheer on and, uh, you know, root Man, for. Man, better and... pick up a book. Fuck Right, em. exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, bro, I don't need it that much to the point where right. I prefer to have NBA next year as opposed to, like, Six of my favorite players die from a like coronavirus, and then like, like if Giannis, di- if, if Giannis, or even uh, if any of the virus, definitely say his name without sighing, but I feel it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <clears throat> Chris Middleton. God damn it. <laughs> no, um, if if any of our players, because I mean, we have such a good, such a good team dynamic right now, if any of our players were to like be forced to play, and then. Because we right now are on the brink of having, like, 
the best team for the next like four years. Think about that. Like we got the top one of the top players, one of the top three players in the league is playing for the Bucks. Then we our bench and like uh, we have a solid bench and two uh, two All Stars plus uh, Eric. Um, but oh my god. Yes, I don't always forget his name. I want to say Drew Brees and shit. Um, <clears throat> we have him to like. I would hate for any of those combination of players to like fall out. Even Brooke Lopez, all of our players are like quality in their role. So I would hate for us to like just to finish this season and get through it, jeopardize any of the players, and then some of them end up ill or they can't play next season. And now we fucked up our whole dynamic. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like we, it wasn't too far off from. I forget the owner of the UFC, but he was thinking about doing the same thing. Have his have the fights off on uh, a super remote (laughs) island. Different, 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 different. Yeah. Well, the point is, yeah, uh, uh, Mark Cuban isn't too far off from somebody else who's also thinking about the same thing. But if they're thinking about the Americans need something to cheer for, fuck them damn Americans. Fuck them. Right. It's not that damn serious. Man. Um, Listen, I'm I'm not all for the whole Mortal Kombat island for basketball, football, and all that. (laughs) I'm I'm good on that. That just seems like just a total bad idea. Right. Even if they made a a tower and the playoffs, they had to play against people in the bottom of the tower, and every time they won, they rose to the next level of the tower. (laughs) That sounds like a whole bunch of money we're wasting. (laughs) <laughs> right, just just on the tower itself and shit. Like they have enough money, they uh, can do this shit. Right, they get paid too much. They can take some of that money and give it back to the tower. I feel it exactly. <laughs> Hell For yeah, the tower. <laughs> and the UFC fighters could be the referees. Oh man, this shit could be dope. See, that's too into this. Oh my god! So NBA becomes Mortal Kombat. Right, the MK. Time choppers come back. Like, what year is it? It's 2020. Oh, this right. is the start of the Tower Dome. <laughs> <laughs> the XBA. Oh, XBA Island. <laughs> oh Lord, this is. It's sounding cooler and cooler, low key. The more we like discuss this. <laughs> if it's Yo, like, fuck, thing, I'm gonna be mad. Put him on It would be like Def Jam Vendetta, except with NBA players. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they're actually not playing like basketball anymore. They actually are like surviving and trying to find food. It's like some type of like de- desert well, island like survival tactic as a if situation. If you foul somebody, you gotta fight them. Right <laughs> at the end, at the end of the game, every time you foul somebody, it just ranks up to how many times or how many minutes you have to fight that player. So yeah. Oh, oh lord, damn! Some niggas gonna get their ass beat. Right. <laughs> Derek Rose comes onto the court, breaks his ankle, automatically walks back Bruh. off the court. I'm not about that life. Bruh, <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. not my man's. <laughs> not my man. <laughs> man's this. Right. Oh, Cody's a guest. <laughs> so let's talk about so, attention music. deficit, uh, high definition. Right. <laughs> Gather around. Alright, um so Joyner Lucas, um up and coming well, no, I wouldn't even say up and coming at this point. Um kinda a B list B list rapper yeah, in the sense in the sense so that's of from Chris Tucker. Right. <laughs> right. And Kevin Hart. Um, right. So Joyner Lucas, for those of you who don't know, 
Um, he's kind of like an MC's MC. He's one of like the newer, newer MCs. Been out like probably about four years now. I remember the first time I saw Jordan Lucas. He was on the freestyle or or the uh, 2016 in October 2016. Did uh, the BET Hip Hop Awards and he was in one of the ciphers. And that was the first time I had heard a dude. And I just remember being like, this motherfucker is cold. Like, so Jordan Lucas is, um, you know, he's had a, a great couple of uh, years. He's on Eminem's album, Kamikaze, Lucky, on the song Lucky You in uh, 2018. Um, had a quick little beef with Logic, but they, which they ended up squashing that doing Ice with which Logic? ended up on this album. Yeah, they, him, him, Logic, and Russ had a little, it was like a little internet squabble. And then, that turned into him and Logic squashing it and then doing ISIS right after. So that's that's kind of what that song is on. Like, that's why you hear Logic talking about it on ISIS. What's beat? Like, just when you squash it, while the, like, all that shit is because... Yeah. Right, that because they had a little, you know, a little internet squabbling. So he dropped uh, ADHD, which is actually an album that he's been saying was going to come out for a few years now. I think this album was <laughs> supposed to come out in, like, 2018 into 2018 or some shit and he just kind of yeah, kept two years. yeah so and here it is we finally got it um i gotta say first of all before even talking about this album joiner is the type of mc that a lot of people tend to have an opinion like a negative opinion on like like okay so like how for me all the all the time a lot of people call him corny a lot of, like he's one of those mcs what? in the same category which is which is which is why him, Russ, and Logic had some things going on. They, who's the R name? Because you keep saying, is it Russ? Russ. Or? Russ. Yeah. The producer? Um, no, that's a, he's a, the bus. He's a, right. <laughs> that's who I keep thinking of. Like, damn, Russell, no, what the fuck, a, dog? There is a, well, Kendrick said a, that in one of, in uh, Control, and that's why I was like, who is that guy? He, there is, Russ is, Kendrick says, who name in Control? Russ. No, he don't. Russ yeah. wasn't even, Russ wasn't even around. I'm, I'm, I died. So is he three years old? Four years old? How old is he? Russ, Russ didn't even <laughs> like emerge until 2015 in the control versus 2013. That means Maybe Kendrick was, was ahead of his time. I don't know, man. He, I hear what I'm saying, like Russ, like a, like oh, an ad-lib type he said, of thing. No, he said West, 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 West. Oh, you West. okay? So you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he needs to enunciate, man. Pronunciate. <laughs> <laughs> pronunciate. Well, okay. Those, those words work. <laughs> so, um. Jordan Lucas has been always, he's been one of those rappers where people say he's corny. Like, they say, the same thing that they say about Logic, they're like, a lot of people will say, like, he's a rapper that is okay, but I can't get vibe with his music just because he's, like, corny. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys heard that, but if you, honestly, if you Google that mm-hmm. and look it up, that seems to, if you go on a couple of different forms, that seems to be the, like, you the, know, the they've been going debate about him. They've been calling every rapper now that is like lyrical or talking about real things or important things like mental health even corny and i think it's dumb and they need to shut up about it yeah it's definitely it's, it's not it, corny <laughs> as a and you know what i the same it's kind of the way i feel about like wale and mac miller i can't say that they're bad rappers but they have their music has always been corny to me and thus it i can't vibe with their music and a lot of people They'll be like, Joyner can rap, but he just, ugh, it's like his whole vibe and shit corny. So I feel it. I can't even. Corny? He's dead. What up? I don't. I mean, so then. I don't find him corny, though. That's what's, what's, what's strange to me. Yeah, I definitely yeah, like, don't find him yeah, corny. I don't. He's not. 
it's uh, hey, listen, I'm 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 just here to. I think Will to Smith is corny. People. When I think of corny, I think of Will Smith. I don't think of yeah, Joyner yeah. or uh, Logic. When I think, right, right, right. He's and that's that's what I'm saying. Logic. I don't think he's corny. I don't think Joyner's corny. I don't think Russ. A lot of people find a ton of people say Russ is a cornball. They say J Cole's corny. I'm like get out of here. Exactly. So so but there's but but again, Joyner's a part of that greater overarching like. Like somebody might say they don't like J Cole and he's corny, but you but you don't you don't that's not a often that's not a thing you hear often, you know what I mean? Like somebody don't like him, or I might think Wale's corny, but that's not a thing people that that is actually a lot of people say he's boring. I think he's corny and boring. So, but <laughs> I say he's corny. You don't hear that a lot though. People really give him his props. A lot of people will give. Logic and joining their props as an MC, but the, their ongoing kind of like reason why people don't like them. You go back to it, you look at it like these motherfuckers is corny. He's always talking about he, that he's like part white, and this motherfucker always talking about like this, that, the third. And you know, like I don't know why people don't like Joiner. I can't figure that out, but it's one of those things. That's like his trademark. Whatever, they're um, stupid and they deserve Corona. Right? Yikes! Uh, <laughs> uh, corny old. So, well. <laughs> so Joiner Joiner has finally dropped the album, and I think it's a solid body of work. I really I really mm-hmm. dug this album. I really thought that it was a lot going on here, um, and I think it also lives up to the name ADHD because he has a lot of different little topics here. Like one song will be about love, one song will be about you know the overarching theme is his, is his the you know I, I believe he as a person actually in um, outside of the music does have like ADHD and. I think yeah. he tackles that, talks about that through these songs. And if you listen to the, like all the different songs, have different topics. You know, one song he's talking about revenge and how he's, and in one song he's talking about like, you know, just how the money has changed him. That on a, uh, I lied. Like, and then in one song he's talking about his beef with, you know, like how he just can murder rap. Like, it's all over the place. All things that we love to hear and have in like our, in hip hop, but it's no, I think the name naming the album that kind of allows for it to seem like there's some cohesiveness to it. You know what I mean? Like it kind of it kind of helps us be prepared for like it's all over the place, but not in not in a bad way, not even like a in a in a in a horrible way. Like uh, you could have named it something else, and it would still I feel like have a have a vibe. But it's not it, like this whole album is only all talking about ADHD, but it's right. prevalent here and there throughout the album. Right, like like. His topic, even without the name ADHD, I still think that the album is solid and would and would, and would make some sense. Most and, and when he first like, I don't know, got big, I feel like was that 2016, and he had that. Um, yeah. What was that song with that music video with the other guy? Like, oh, you talking about like it was like the race, the race music video? Yeah. And that was. He dropped that album in 2016, 2017. No, yeah. 2017 is when he dropped it. He dropped that first album 2017, where it's so like, like a so, phone number. And to have that, and then there was um, that one music video, was it him and Logic um, in, like, war attire, army that's, attire? That's ISIS. So. That's ISIS, I ISIS. Yeah. And then, like, ADHD. And, like, all of this, like, involves, like, him being this type of introspective or, like, talking about real or big yeah. life problems. As yep. rapper, which I yep. have to. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely what you would call the more, like, lyrical um, kind of, like, you know. Knapsack rapper. I've never heard that term, but maybe yes. <laughs> I know it was a corny joke. I mean, uh, dad joke. Ah, got it, got it. 
Um, I don't I'd, know. I'd uh, definitely I think... put him in the category of more like because he's conscious of what's going on around him, and he he makes decent music. I'd put him in the same category of something like Lupe Fiasco and the Nas and the Commons and those cats. Yep. 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 Like you know, they may not be because... club bangers or whatever, but I mean. Some of his beat selections be off the chain. Joiner don't be playing. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. I definitely think that this has some. Um, you got some some bangers on there, like like Jordan, people. Uh, funny that you put him in the same category as Lupe because people have definitely called Lupe corny. Um, yeah, those same I, people so, deserve and, Corona. All right, right, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think so on this album. On this album, he has a lot of, you know, a, a lot of good joints on here. Some of the best songs on here, I love Isis because him and um him and the Logic song. just, yeah, the song, yeah, the song, <laughs> um because him and Logic are just like really, really trading some trading some good ass bars on here. Um, um, and I, I like that they kind of use that as like a, a we squash the beef, and then they still they kind of like talk about it, talk about beef, and like, um going to other rappers heads instead on this on this track you know so i, I like isis as a song i like the war now anybody who knows me know, knows i like young thug uh and, oh um, yeah 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 i but the, the the crazy thing is about it young thug had a, a nice verse i fucked with his verse on there but i think more so what i like about that song is the range that it shows from joiner you know him being a super lyrical rapper and then being able to kind of harmonize and kind of like fall back and do some more melodic type shit um, on that chorus. Like, I really fuck with that. And I didn't expect that from him too much, but it is it, dope. It was dope. Um, also, the song Revenge. The song Revenge. Yep. That, like, the song Revenge is another one where he's like really... Uh, talking about how his success is just the best way to kind of get back at those that really have doubted him and his ability to take this rapture to the next level. So I, I fuck with that. And I really fuck with that beat, too. It's so dope because it's so simple. It's like a simple piano loop on top of an even super simple drum pattern, but that makes for really, really good beat, though. Like, one of my favorite beats on here as well. And, and, and it's like that, that, it's not like a rapid fire flow, but it's like a, like, it's a staccato type of, like, it's, the, it's not super fast, but it's super staccato, and I just love that about it. Like, Cody, you should turn that down. But, there you go. Um, all the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Revenge. Also, ADHD, the, the song. That rock-inspired chorus and cadence to the song, that really, it became one of my favorite songs on this because it just, it's it was some different about it. Like, it wasn't like, he really be in his own lane with his shit. And you got to appreciate that because there's a lot of rap today that sounds the same. Rappers look the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of shit that is the same as opposed to different. And I kind of fuck with Joyner. Just, just that chorus is hard and the way it, the way he delivers that, the bars and all that shit throughout the song. And then you got Will, which is just yeah. That's good writing, man. That's that that is what like hip hop is about. First of all, there's a dope video ass too. video to go to it. The visual with that is so amazing. Like yeah, yeah. I think it was super what, dope. Yeah, <laughs> man. And and like the way 
my thing about it is this. That's mad hip-hop to me. That's mad hip-hop. Because for one, he's showing respect to the people that came before him. On another hand, he's actually using all the Will's, you know, creations and putting that into the bars. That's how you write a fucking song. You stand, like, a lot of things nowadays um, with, and I don't mean to sound like an old guy, like these kids nowadays, but, because you know I can vibe a lot of that shit too, but a lot of songs nowadays just one bar things that have nothing to do with anything. I forget bitch in the car. Yeah, I'm go to the bar. You know, I am a star. Yeah, like all this shit means nothing. Like, and it's not. <laughs> it's not that there's no room for that because there's definitely room when I just want to turn up, get fucked up, and you know, be in the, yeah, yeah, like that's how we vibe. But these Quavo songs, like it. these songs mean these songs don't have no singular topic. Like, think about the Beagles' best shit. Like, it's just them just saying shit. Chain for tech. Yeah, yeah. I'm on flex. Yeah, and it's not even like. It's, it's, like a, it's a hype song. song. It's a hype song. Right. Like, the songs have no... And it be shit... It's a hype song, yeah. It be shit in the song that don't got nothing to do with shit. Like, I just be trying to find out, center, like, what the song's about. Is the turn-up song? Okay, I get it. Talk your shit. But, like, the niggas will say, like, shit, I fed my dog a biscuit. Yeah, my dog is rich, bitch. Like, <laughs> it don't... <laughs> like, what, bro? Like, niggas will... I'm telling you, that's how niggas are right nowadays. And I'm just like... <laughs> All of this shit, <laughs> you just, you literally just saying shit, like, you could be talking, you could be talking about something, you just like, I hopped out the pool, and my towel is Javante, like, it just, uh, this shit be so random, this shit be so random, and it'd be every song on the album, like, yeah. every, just with a different and name on the, the song. And here's the scarier like, part about it, and like, so, a lot of rappers are doing that, I mean, Migos is definitely top tier when it comes to saying some random shit. Right. But there's a lot of rappers out doing this. These are the rappers that these kids are listening to and growing up to like and enjoy. Like, they're studying these cats and trying to yeah. rap like them. Like, we grew up with Nas and Jay and M, Lupe, you know what I'm saying? So when we were right. writing bars to music, we'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to see if I can match Fab's flow or I'd see if I can match T.I.'s swag before I uh, put yeah. these bars down. These niggas are going to be like, yeah. I'm going to see if I could write like Trippy Red. <laughs> I need to write right. like 6 9 or the Migos. Right. Fuck. Right. And, and the thing the thing about it is this too, though. You know, I was looking, looking at an interview where Royce was talking about the same shit. And he was basically saying, yeah, there's always, and this is even in the beginning, right? there's always good rappers and bad rappers. But the bad rappers, they do influence, but that shit don't stick, though. That like we might they might pick up a cadence from them they might pick up something from them but it is the J Cole it is the Kendricks there are the Drakes um, even though I know Cole don't like Drake Drake still can get his shit off from time to time it, it's those people it should stay off it should <laughs> I said no uh, <laughs> um, it's those people that really hold the culture and to a standard and like the people that we tend to fuck with always and that push the needle are always the, the super artsy people, the people that are, re- are really, you know, honing in on the craft. So we do got fucked up artists now, like a lot of them, because, you know, the way the system is set up, anybody can be a rapper as long as you can get a mic and have the internet, you can upload your shit. But yep. so there's going to be, there's always balance to like balance it out. There's always going to be like, you know, you are going to have rappers like, <laughs> like YB and Corday, YB and Corday. Definitely a rhymer. Twenty yeah, years old. Three of them. So 
No. <laughs> Why? No, no, no. Just Corday. Just Corday. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Man, I have not been around Cody in a long time, you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but with Joyner, I think what he did with Will really showed over-the-top exceptional songwriting. And that's how, that's what I like to see from him. Again, on beats, I think uh, Revenge is one of my favorite beats just because it's simple piano over the simple drum loop, but it just works well. Ten Bands, when you got uh, produced by Timberland. Timbaland, of course, he's going to come with a super, like, dope, like, bounce and those eclectic, like, percussion, those different sounds that he used for percussion. Like, from, from, like it's so much, like, uh, random drum from percussion patterns, but they don't sound like regular kicks or snares or something. You know, you know how Timbaland do. He's going he gonna to go in there and bark at the guy there, um, you know, Mike, and then put some effects on him. All of a sudden, that's your clap or your kick. You know what I'm saying? So I fuck with that. Be heavy. And then Lotto. Uh, frantic, frantic strings, frantic strings over the dope drums. Those strings on that, on that lotto, like, dude, that's so, it's so fucking cold to me, like the lotto weed, man. But, um, so overall, man, like, I fuck with Joyner and I fuck with this album. It's a long way that I was a good album. I think this is a good body of work and I think Joyner is a super talented MC. But with that being said, <sighs> My gripe with this album is that although it's good music, it is, it's not bad music, nothing in this album pulls me back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I keep going back to, for me personally, J Electronica. There's, uh, you know, Don Tyler album. Kept going back to Like, I, there's something about this album that I know is good, but I can listen to it and and sit on it and then come back to it in a couple of weeks or next month or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to keep listening to it. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if this is a part of the... Because you have ADHD about it. Man, it, it could be. It could be. It's just nothing like... It's nothing like I don't want to... I don't find the urge to come back. Like, I just listened to it again last night and this morning because we were doing... Because I knew we were going to do a pod. But I listened to it two weeks ago. And I had it on rotation for about a week. And then I just went back listening to O's. <laughs> went back to listening to Pac and, like... Um, Dipset and oh, like I don't. It's nothing on the plate on this album, replay value wise for me. And I could. This is just my opinion. I'm going to give this album for me a solid seven. Hmm. Not because the music. Not because the music is bad. I need you to understand that. I don't find anything in this album that makes me want to keep listening. Like I can hear it and be like, damn, that nigga snap. Now I'm finna go back to M album or damn that nigga snap. Now ah, I wanna listen to this pop. Like there's nothing on this album pulling me back for replay. And so I don't know now I don't know what the magic is on that. I don't know if he just need maybe like one or two more records that are more like catchy or something, but he got some That's catchy what it stuff is. on here too. It, it's so it's um he doesn't have enough catchiness to it. So you did mention M's album, which is still an album that I continually to go back and listen to even now i don't drive so i don't listen to a lot of music but i still make sure to play eminem in the house every now and then just to oh damn i forgot about this track but um one of those kind of nights exactly that's my shit bro but um (laughs) (laughs) i think the difference between m's album and this album and joiner's album is m has a couple different flows that are catchy enough and slowed down enough 
to where you can rap along with M. And it's fun. Whereas Joyner, I mean, it's not like he raps fast, but he doesn't say anything yeah. catchy enough to where you're like, oh, damn, that was cold. Let me replay that. What he said you know what? was cold, but how he said it was, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what? T.S., I agree a lot. I think that might be it. I think that his flow is quite, he has different flows and shit, but it, his shit sounds, it all sounds like staccato, like, it all sounds, the, not the same, but, right. It all, it, there's no, really no variance in his, in the way he raps. Like, almost like, almost like the baby. Like, I fuck with the baby, but more so singles here. And I, like, I won't, I've listened to two baby, the baby projects, and I'm like, these are decent songs, but it's nothing to make me want to come back because I feel like a lot of times I'm listening to the same song. Yeah. And I feel like his, his beats You've heard, are different. heard it all before. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. His beats are different, which is what separates him. His, his, his ear for production is very nice. But once he gets on it, a lot of it is like, are you doing the same rap? Like, like it's the same style of rap on every song. So I think that, thank you, T.S. Because I was really racking my, I was like really mad at myself that I didn't want to <laughs> come back to it a lot. Because I'm like, this shit is cold, but I don't want to listen to Like, I would, you ever like want to put something on, but then you go to put something else on because you know you're, you try, you're forcing your ears to want to hear it, but you really want to vibe to something else. Right, yeah. And that's how it is with Joyner. That's how it is with Joyner. I kept wanting to come back to it, but I'm like, I'd rather, rather listen to Don Tyler right now, or I'd rather listen to Pac right now. Like, I, Side note, I've been listening to a lot of Pac lately. I, not just lately. Like, I always listen to Pac, and I always come back to the dog, so shout out to the dog. But anyways. Shout out to the dog. You're going to have to show real hard. <laughs> Thank you for looking at it. Um, no, nah, so uh, for me, for me, this album is good. But I got to give it seven megaphones, man. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. I'm sorry, Joyner. Seven megaphones. Because that, that's all Joyner could do? That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Seven megaphones. What do you <laughs> What do you guys, how do you guys feel about it? Like, I don't know. Like, am I, am I, you feel like I'm shooting it low? Like, let me know what y'all think, man. No, I think it's about right. I'm surprised that he even got a seven for the album. I would have ranked it maybe a six compared to the other Damn. stuff. Because, I mean, it's uh, like I was trying to say, it, what he was saying was dope, but his um, delivery is just boring. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, and it's not even that it's boring, it's just that it's the same. Yeah. It's not boring. Like, the, like when, the, when you hear him rap, like for one song, I'm like, that nigga, there he go again, snapping. But to hear it for a whole album, the same it's like, damn, and I feel bad because he definitely, like, like, ADHD, like, his choruses and shit shows his range so that he can sing and shows that he don't got to, like, do the staccato flow, but, like... So, what are you looking for? Like, multiple different flows from him, and he, like, or he hasn't found his, like, niche, or what? I, feel I like don't he, think he's found his niche. Yeah. I think he's yeah. still trying to he's, find himself. Because, I mean, if you listen to yeah. a, a Lil John album, Lil John has one thing that he does. But Scream. like, yeah, if you listen to Crunk Juice, that album is cold as fuck. He produced super the super cold. He produced the fuck out of it, and it's super simple lyrics, but they're catchy as hell. Like this nigga had 
he figured out how to use his lane to help him out. Um, Eminem in this last album had figured out something that finally worked. The albums before this was they were shit. He was yeah. rapping his ass yeah. off, had a lot of cold yeah. shit to say, but I couldn't rap with him, so I couldn't memorize the shit. There was nothing that it was catchy enough. To, it, eh, it just fell off. And uh, Joyner Lucas, I think, it just is, wasn't one of those kind of nights. Exactly. <laughs> I think Joyner is a. He has a lot of potential. He's a dope yeah. artist. He can, uh, as soon as he finds the right person to work with, like maybe if he works with a Kanye West or if he uh, yeah. works with, um, I don't know. Because I was, Timbaland is dope, but Timbaland didn't do the whole album. I think he would have had a different vibe if Timbaland did the album. Yeah. But, that's you know, the, even I, you know when what? he he rapped on the Timbaland beat, but it wasn't. It didn't seem like a Timbaland song. It seemed like a Joyner Lucas verse yes. that he laced yes. into a Timbaland production. And it was like, this sounds like it's competing with each other. Like, this don't sound like it matched, right. bro. Yep, yep, yep. That's why I had to, bro, I had to go back and look up to make sure before I even spoke on the song being produced by Timbaland. I'm like, is this actually even Timbaland's beat or did he just grab him for the song? Like, I'm like, is Timbaland's on here just talking or is this actually his beat? Because right, I'm like, but- Man. I'm like, what's going? Listen to I that like song. That. I was like, dude, I okay, Joiner, you definitely contacted Timbaland, and then you dropped a couple stacks in order to get Timbaland to be on your CD yeah. because this don't yeah. seem like it's a. I don't feel the chemistry here, bro. <laughs> this none of it, none <laughs> of it, none of it, none of it. it yeah, then so, Timbaland starts I, man, doing again, his little I, beatboxing I was, thing. It, it seems like a force. Yeah, it's like like he just like even the. Oh. Oh, even Timbaland's oh, oh, song sounds so dead, bro. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm like, dude, I was so mad when I heard it. Like, like, oh, Missy would be, she would disapprove of this. Like, bro, you gotta go back in and say that or something, bro. He paying you. I know he paying you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think again, Joiner's a great, great artist. Uh, I think he makes dope. He's a dope MC. Yeah, just like M is a dope MC, but you gonna have to learn how to make some dope. And and Joyner has potential because he just based on tracks like the War and the shit he's done with Chris Brown, you know that he can vibe with the young boy flow with the with the young nigga like presence and kind of make those types of songs. Like listen to the War, like that's a dope young. It's not my favorite song, but it's a dope young nigga. You know, it has that young nigga vibe to it. You know? I want Joyner the- to rock with uh, Schoolboy. Oh yeah, no. I think that shit will pop. That would be raw. So yeah, so yeah, I think Jordan has room for improvement, and he's independent now. Well, not independent, but he's on a uh, independent label, um, which is powered by, uh, distributed by Telly, which is I think like a music app that's getting into producing records. So I didn't get to do much research on that, and I think I want to talk about that at some point for the people, just so you guys know. So, um, but yeah, seven seven megaphones out of ten for this one. All right, hell yeah. Well, let's get into Russell Prosody. It's time for Russell Prosody. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Corona version. That's <laughs> Corona. <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> that was bringing Corona. Right, right. right. <laughs> it's PG's version. Right. Look at that nigga. Prosody. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Yeah, I'm far too long. <laughs> That's just gonna wait too long. Right, right, exactly. What did you say? All right. Um, so last week, uh, unbeknownst to everybody who usually listen to us, um, we talked about the quarantine checklist of sorts. Um, just doing things to kind of keep yourself protected and um, safe as best you can, um, which includes, of course, staying at home if you can, um, protecting yourself as far as being um, hygienic as possible. Um, just the basic actions: wash yourself. <laughs> Shout out to Mister. This is good. Don't touch your face as much as you can. Keep everything sanitized. Um, we also talked about the the physical check as far as like doing things to boost your immune immune system as far as like multivitamins and um, uh, drinking more water, uh, water with lemon, um, orange juice, things to just boost your immune system and, and, and metabolism. And also working out because that also plays a part in physical health. Um eating better now that we have the chance to actually be at home and control most of what we eat um, instead of just going out and getting fast food, um, doing things to be healthier physically. Um, Then we touched on talking about the mental aspect of having some time to yourself uh, to detach from social media and technology, um, whether that includes like reading a book or meditating or um, studying the tenets of whatever spiritual um, background that you uh, subscribe to. Um, Just doing things to boost your uh, mentality um, as well as your spirituality um, through certain mental exercises where they have puzzles and things online now that you can, um, you can try out and they help you stay sharp and, and help with your memory and things of that nature. Um, so now I want to kind of talk about the whole spiritual aspect. Um, and I broke it off into the, into the part two because this for me is a very um, intense and extensive uh, part of my being, in my opinion. Um, not everybody may share my uh, my opinion in that, in that matter. And, and I believe that everybody knows where I stand spiritually by now. Um, but I also want to go over what does that have to do with this quarantine? Um, it is a great time to get closer to whom or what you believe in. Um, for me personally, it allows for deeper study into my beliefs and a chance to meditate on those tenets to go back to the basics and really boost my faith as well as understand where I need to go from here in my spiritual walk. Um, doing this in combination with <clears throat> excuse me, my mental stretching um, helps me, in my opinion, be more aware of where I am spiritually. <laughs> where I am spiritually and may even open doors in my mind and heart that I didn't realize were closed. Um, I know for, for me, certainly it, it helps me to search myself deeply to really seek healing for those things and those and for those areas that I convinced myself that I was fine in or that were whole and it holds me and those accountable for the damage done to my psyche, my spirit, um, just to my person as 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 um, as a whole. Okay. Uh, sometimes the person who does the most damage is ourselves, and self forgiveness is something that is not necessarily 
the first thing we go to. Um, I know it's 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 easier and quicker to blame others for uh, some of the things that we go through when, in all honesty, if we had a better understanding of self, a better love for self, we may have prevented some of those things from happening. That, you know, that's actually true in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and so let, let me ask, let me ask you this, Russell, um, and the things, you know, that we've been going through these last few weeks with the, the virus and everything. Um, and obviously you, you're, you're probably one of the most, I don't, I won't say the most introspective person, but you know, you're a figure that I think even we as a pod look to, um, when trying to figure shit out for ourselves because you you know you have a, just a few years on us and I don't call you old and you ha- you so deep, <laughs> you you're so deep um and in tune with your spirituality so what he's do not you, old he's wise exactly it's for sure for sure for sure so what have you found um just your spirituality to mean in this trying time because times like this as a person who, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe in like a creation energy and things of that nature in the universe. We won't get into that now, but I'm not really, I'm not religious. Um, but I, you know, some things that are going on right now with the virus, um, you know, we also had a huge volcano eruption a couple weeks ago. And like, there's a locust plague in Africa <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot Figure of shit. The guy. Like the lot of shit that's going on, you know, I had to post like, I'm not religious, but the Bible is looking pretty accurate right now. So when you see things like this in the world and the way it's going on, what does just your spirituality like do for you? Or like, uh, uh, like how does it, you know, take you, move you through what we're going through? You know, if, there's, right. if that makes any sense. No, it does. Um, let, let's 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 look at it this way. Um, let's say you read a book for a skill that you're trying to learn how to do, and the work that you're doing in developing this skill to you, it seems like, man, this really sucks. Like, uh, I'm, this is terrible. This looks nothing like the book. Da, 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 da. And people walk past and go, yo, did you make this? This is super. Uh, did you learn this? And then you show them the book. To me, that's kind of what it equates to as far as my spirituality. Like, God, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Am I going the right direction? I'm, am I doing this correctly? Am I where I need to be? And then the tome that I'm studying, I see the manifestation of the words in it in the world. And it's like, okay, um, maybe I'm on the right path. It gives me some confidence as to what I'm studying. And it also pushes me to go deeper so that I'm not just looking for visible effects and I'm learning to walk by faith. As as the Bible says, Um, you don't walk by what you can see but you yeah. walk by what you believe and you apply your work to that belief, which increases your faith. So yeah. it, um, um, sorry, <laughs> not to cut you, cut you off, Cody, but no, um, it's, it's, it's like you said, an introspective thing. It's, it's, um, it, it should give you confidence that, yo, um, I'm going the right way. I'm doing the right thing. And how can I be even better in this time period? As I said it before, a lot of Christians get it wrong to where they're constantly berating and beating people over the head with the word, but the word calls us to love. And this time, especially when things are 
at a point where people are really mistrusting people, really trying to stay away from people because of the effects of the virus, there are still points where we can show love and to be a person who does not judge people, but still shows that love of Christ towards people. Yeah, still showing some kind of okay. empathy. Okay, I like that because I, I do see that for me, what you're doing with religion is the thing that it is made to do and which is keep people, make people good. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I can come, we can come to you and we can, you know, get bits of the of the word or of the book or Bible, whatever it may be, but it's going to make us good at the end of the day, whether we fully embrace it or not. You know, there's things that we can learn from all types of teachings and all types of um, uh, you know, texts and scriptures from all, you know, types of religion that we can take with us and mm-hmm. I think make us better. And I think, you know, just as some of the things you said right now shows that religion, especially during times like this, can really make people good people or keep people, you know, in the in a place to not lose themselves in, you know, what's going on in the world. So I that's think, why uh, I asked that question. Russ so. is really oh, no, good it, at you know, I mean, and the thing about it is uh, uh religion in general, um, no matter what you subscribe to, usually is about some type of balance. It usually is about good versus evil, um some uh some uh bill of morality that people uh try to follow. Um the thing that led me to Christianity, um, besides location, because I think that's also important for religion. A lot of people don't want to have that conversation, but basically yeah. where you grow up is usually where you start to study. And that's the first thing that you're introduced to as far as religion. So had I been born in Tibet or in uh, an Asian company, or, uh, country, an Asian country <laughs> or an African country, uh, I would probably have a different base foundation for religion. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that separates um, Christianity from a lot of these religions is, in my opinion, and it's because of my own experience, what I've experienced in my life that drew me closer to God and to believe in Jesus and accept him as my Savior. Okay. I feel it. I just want to add to this all that, because um, you guys know that I've been meditating a lot too, and um, mm-hmm. even if you're not like religious or spiritual, but it still like helps, especially in this time right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's an app that I have called Ten percent. It's from like I think it's called Ten Percent Happier, and on YouTube and other stuff like they're going live every weekday. I think at two or three, but I think they're in New York, so I don't know if the time's different. But um, and they'll have a certain a different like meditation guided teacher on every time. They'll do a little intro. They'll do a five minute guided meditation, and then we'll talk more. And they'll have questions people ask that they'll answer. Sent like, how can I help talk to my children of this age? to go through this and this is a weird time for them or like Mm -hmm. how can I if I have a lot of friends that aren't taking this as seriously and I am or you know a lot of common questions that are but I think that's really helpful too for everybody yeah man for sure I'm gonna have to look what was the name of the app again 10% or 10% happier you can go on I I do it on the app that you can go on their YouTube channel you can you know whatever okay you know what I'm not one's free I'm not the I, I'm not the one to usually uh, promote this, but I think we should definitely drop that in the group. <laughs> drop that in the group. Uh, drop it on the on the page. <laughs> oh, but I hate saying it. Uh, drop that in the group. Drop that in the page. I'm I'm I think you should send that to me so I can retweet that because I think it's something that the people might actually need, um, you know, right now or can really benefit from. So 
Cody, how long have you been uh, doing that for? Um, I tried to be cons- get back into consistent meditation maybe, I'll say roughly October or November. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll slip, but I'm trying to do it like every day at, at least once, hopefully twice or more. I mean, lately it's nice and convenient that I, since I'm working remote that I can do it like six or seven times, but it's, it's not like, Oh, I need to do it because you know, I'm having a bad day. It's more like, I know that I'm going to start the day off better or like have a better day. You know? So I, I like the consistency that way. Right. Right. I feel it. Dope. Well, you know, uh, one of the cool parts about Russell sharing um, things from the Bible or his life is that Russell is one of the ideal Christians in that he doesn't beat us over the head with verses and whenever Russell is teaching, it's really out of love. It's like, yo, I'm going to share this with you and what you do with this information is on you. You don't have to pick it up Mm -hmm. and dwell on it and whatever, but I'm going to say this, and what you do with it is on you. Mm-hmm. Here's the book, but I'm not going to, or here's the door, I'm not going to force push you to walk through All it right. kind of thing. Here's right. the book, but I'm not going to force you to open it, but there are some things in here that you might find useful. So It is on tape, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the it, thing about it is, we, we can, all have that free will, we all have that choice, and so I, what I don't want is to take that choice away from you. Um, something that I learned, um, I want to say maybe last week, um, is regarding, uh, I think it was wrath and judgment. Uh, we were talking about how wrath is the response to something that's happened, but judgment is the consequence for it. And it does not necessarily mean that the consequence is negative or punishment, but there's also judgment that rewards and that due to the choices we make and the the uh, actions we take, there's always a judgment based on a higher standard, um, whether it be the law of the land uh, or, in my belief, the spiritual law. Um, there's always a consequence uh, for that action, whether it be something that's positive or something that's negative. But we always have that free will choice to make that decision, to make those actions. I feel it, man. I feel it. And I think, and I think. That is again. That's the best part about. That's the best part about um, religion is that, you know, even though even though I feel like you know the books and things of that nature are are man made. You know, if you really if your heart is really into it, which is why we need to be able to have that choice. If your heart is really mm-hmm. into it, you can really excel as a as a good human. Like you can really, you know, regardless of what happens with religion, I've seen that sometimes spiritual and religious people can be. You know, some some may fall, some may you know slip and 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 do some negative negative stuff. But some of the religious people can be some of the greatest human beings because their heart, you know, if they're really embracing it the way that they should be, their heart is so pure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. And I think that. Um, just a couple things I wanted to kind of leave you guys with um, some of the things that I've been looking into as far as the whole self-forgiveness thing and um, just self-building themes and such. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the time, and then, you know, I was, I was guilty of this as well. 
Um, I think I still fall into this pattern every once in a while that people, what they, what they think they need is confidence or more confidence. Um, if I was more confident, I could do this or I could be that. And what I've been discovering and, you know, even reading um, some of these, uh, these um, self-building books and, and, and posts and, and things of that nature is that um, more often than not, people have a fear that's preventing them from being comfortably themselves. Um, there's a fear of loss, um, maybe losing the image people have of you, losing the facade you've put up to protect yourself, um, losing the image of strength that we're struggling to maintain, whether it be um, something that we see outside that we want to be like. And it's like, if I lose that image, I'll no longer know who I'm supposed to be or direction I'm supposed to go. And there, there has to be a point where you're okay with being vulnerable and being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very difficult for me, you know, when I was um, just even a little bit younger, um, that somebody had called me arrogant. And I'm like, have I really been arrogant? You know, and I really had to like really refocus and rethink and like, you know, have a, I thought I was just trying to display a level of confidence. And it was honestly just the opposite. I was displaying a level of not wanting people to know. I was afraid for them to see my true self. So I put on airs of um, being super intelligent. Right. And that actually pushed people away because I came off as really arrogant and defiantly so instead of approaching them with love and just being like, you know, this this way and this way instead of well you actually know you know, and it's always about tone and, and intention and and whatever is inside is always gonna come outside. So by working on the inside you can change the narrative of what people uh or or the perspective of what people see as far as you as a person. Right, I was going to say, it could be if you were, or maybe you weren't arrogant, or maybe they were just more insecure. It could be one of those or both of those, but I, regardless, I, I think I found recently, like, you guys know that I used to be, like, extremely hard on myself, and instead of being like, oh, 10 years ago was, like, an old me, but I, I, you can even, like, brush it off and say, like, yesterday was, yeah, you know, difficult, but I'm better, different or now today, or even five yeah. minutes ago, oh, uh, yeah. I can't you can't hold that grudge or let that linger because you were not the same person you were five minutes ago or five seconds ago. Like this is all new. Right. Man, you, that's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely been a change in you, Cody, that we can see and we can, we, we see on a regular basis of how you even talk to yourself. And it's, and I, I, mean, I just think it's super dope um, to see the change and to see the growth and to see you um, pushing out more. Instead yeah. of just listening and accepting, you push out more. You um, <laughs> talk about what you've learned. You talk about God, things that man. we should try. And, and you know, I, I also listen to a lot of the things that you say to give us a, uh, 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 to give a try. Um, like the one psychiatrist, who I can never remember her name, uh, which led me to the Dr. podcast. Um, and then it led me to a different other podcasts and different oh, other shows. Oh, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's it's dope to see people um, change for the better, and that we should also be expecting that from ourselves to be looking in the mirror and be like, "Yo, I like to see where you're going, man. You're like you, you're doing a great job." And a lot of people don't give themselves that self-affirmation, the positive and to foster and to boost that growth. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you, man. 
I miss y'all niggas, man. Oh, <laughs> I love what hey, hey, no cap. Well, cop on, as they say in, in the Irish company. I mean, I, I, country. The Irish industry and shit. Irish network. The corn beef network. It's CBNY Corday. Live with O'Shea. Um... No shit, no yeah. <laughs> so what do they say in these <laughs> Irish companies? <laughs> uh, they say they say cop one, which means the same thing. True that. You know I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's just funny. Like I've been just listening to a lot of different stuff, different cultures of different countries, um, just to um, to see the di- diversity and to to. Um, and just experience something new, and it's been so uh, super cool just just listening to um, how other people interact and to see the difference in how they interact and how we interact. And um, believe it or not, that actually adds to that uh, um, that self building uh, uh, um, concept. Um, you you see all the habits that you have um, in direct correlation to what people do in other places, and then you kind of think about like yo is this really as a building as it should be and for me that's really been a, an interesting journey to see if all the things that we do you know of course they're not all going to be positive but do they have some merit even with um this group of friends here like there are some things that could be changed um from myself personally that i'm trying to um instill and trying to to develop and to boost overall so yeah really during this time you know it's not something that is a mandate or anything from me for those of you listening and for uh you my friends here um but really look and to see and explore um because there's so many things that we take for granted on a regular basis and this time of us being home and being in a place to where we can um basically search and explore ourselves and our environments um, it gives us that time to really, really refocus and really strengthen those things that need to be strengthened and to further develop ourselves. Um, and also a time to just relax because a lot of times we just work ourselves to death and mm-hmm. we don't realize it until we have a chance to sit down. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. All right, DS, what you got, man? <laughs> <laughs> Way to wrap that up, bro. For real. And uh, really good prosody today. That was great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, to completely fuck things up. Uh, <laughs> As oh. usual. You know what's a bummer? My connection and battery and, and my godly enough to use. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll try to speed this up for you, Cody, so you can be here for as long as your battery lasts. I also, I think it's hilarious that Apple products won't allow you to listen and charge your phone at the same time because you only have that one port. That's hilarious. We're in the year 2020, uh, and that product you know, decided to take things away that were vital for a phone. That's in hilarious. A, in a way, it could be called a cloaca. That's what chickens have. It's one hole for peeing, pooping, and reproduction. Whoa. Okay. Fun fact. So your fun fact for the day. Hell oh, yeah. Right. Dude, that's what's up. But the uh, fucked up story. <laughs> what? That's what's up. Is, um, That's exciting. Like. So That's what's there was a mom of four 
who dumped her husband for a pole dancer that she met in an online game called Second Life. She was... (laughs) Yo! (laughs) She had a virtual wedding and a baby with this guy, and they've been doing this stuff for years. And she finally just turned to her real-life husband and was like, yo, I'm good on this marriage. I want to divorce you because I'm with somebody in my second life. It's like, game over. This same <laughs> ass. Okay, do y'all know? Are y'all, are y'all familiar with Second out. Life, dog? Are y'all familiar with Second Life? No. no I So how the article, wait, so it's not said to me, and how the article read it, I thought she's, she met someone in a second life, like, reincarnation. Right, like, right. What the heck? But no, no, that no, is a video game. Type of thing, right? Oh, my God. It's, it's a second, video sex, game. Yeah, it's like a, it's Second Life is really like a Sims Second world, I think it's like an MMO type of thing where you get on the internet, you actually like RPG, you are tired, right? <laughs> um, but that shit has been around for a while. Like I remember that was around even when we were in high school. So I remember people talking about and playing Second Life when we were in high school. So that's oh four, oh five, like oh six, and I think it started years before that. So you telling me <laughs> she got own Second Life? Yep. <laughs> Then the nigga yep. started a family and then left her husband for the second life. Yep. So did her and the second life got meet in real life to start it? Yeah, eventually they met They in still real never life. met in real life. No, they never <laughs> met in real life. <laughs> Talk about catfishing the motherfucker. That's crazy. Yeah, eventually they DM'd they, their marriage they certificate to each other. <laughs> they, eventually they did meet in real life and I guess they're doing very well. But so, there's a bug. Yeah. Okay. Okay, wait. You're glitching. Okay, there is a movie. I don't know. Oh, God. There's a movie that is, it's, this is so relevant for what's going on now and the fact that they met in Second Life and whatever the fuck. World War Z? No, it's, it's, <laughs> look at that. It is a, it's a, it's a Bruce Willis movie, right? And Die Hard. I, I think it might be, I think it might be called Surrogate. Basically, you get into a, basically like a, a simulation or like a uh, I can't remember what it was, but you have a avatar that goes out into the world, goes to work and shit. But is really, you're just, you're just sitting. <laughs> no, it was bad. You're just sitting on your couch, like like behind like some virtual reality goggles. But then, like when they, when you take those off, him and his wife in like real life like hate each other and shit. But they like don't really see each other because they're using the avatar to interact with you. It's so wow. weird. And I feel like. With everything that's going on now, like with Yo, us, like can you find looking... out what that movie is? Because I low key want to watch that. That shit sounds hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I, no, it's it's not actually. It's like really sad and shit. Like it's oh, it's sad. It, uh, it's all a, right, pass. Yes, yeah, one of those. It's, it's a cautionary tale of like what the technology and shit might do for us. But I'm gonna find it because I want to watch it too and, and kind of refresh my memory on it. Because I gave a really bad explanation for it right now, but it just <laughs> with everything going on, dude. Like with us, like watching uh, Instagram live. And like doing shit from our homes, like you know, everything, everything, everything that's going on right now kind of speaks to that movie. And that right there was the icing on the fucking cake, because that's <laughs> literally how you were in, how they were interacting. The movie is through avatars and shit. Like, what the fuck is this? Is everything in life right now is like a Black Mirror <laughs> episode? Dude. I swear to God, that shit is crazy, dog. Yeah, well, that is. Oh. I'm glad you enjoyed that fucked up story, dog. Hey, it didn't involve the penis getting chopped off, so I'm good. Like, <laughs> oh, but a Chloe, thank God. Fun fact: 
Um, aside oh, from, no. wait, what was the what was the chicken <laughs> hole? Fact, the Croatia. What, what did you call it? Cloaca. Cloaca. Okay, that is definitely a fun fact. We could just go with that one because that that's fun. I I found what, a fun have... fact about basketball, and I thought that would have been relevant. But I like the give it here. Clo- clo- Cloaca. Pass me the rock. <laughs> All right. Really? I don't know if we've done this one already, but the Supreme Court has its own private basketball court, and they call it the highest court in the land. It's located at the top floor of the U.S. <laughs> Supreme Court building. The top of the tower of the Miss Clay. And But wait a minute. Wait. That's hey, a, that's that's the Supreme, Supreme, Supreme Court, court going up there to play that shit? Yeah, it's so the probably... court dusty as a bitch <laughs> with their white wigs on. Like what? Gavels in hand. The highest unused court in the land. Like what? Yeah, damn I'm near. It. It, it's probably where the sketchy judges go to go smoke weed and everything because they know the other judges aren't there. <laughs> Don't look at the judges under the bleachers. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, there's your fucked up story and. Fun fact, and that is episode 64 of Not Politically Correct with the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, and you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova, KPZ, McCoy. It's your boy, Rue McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. And you know you can find me on Twitter all the time at Rue McCoy, KPZ. Cody? It's Cody. Recall on everything. Also, I'm updating <laughs> my iCloud music library right now, and it just came up. So, um, R.I.P. Bill Withers. Going. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Bill. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Bill Withers. William Withers Shit. away. Oh. <sighs> and Russ. <laughs> the bar and really short for Russ. Kid Universal School Wars Q. Russ the bus. I do. I do. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Snapchat, ckz underscore ryduet, and on IG at Kenneth Cupidity, C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-B-I-D-I-T-Y. I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I-D-I-T-Y-I